This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Uh, everybody seems like they've gotten themselves into a quagmire. Certainly our prime minister is feeling the heat. The Chinese have, uh, as we know, banned certain food products, canola, and the latest is pork. And uh, that's going to impact the bottom line here in this country with pork primarily in Quebec, which does uh, lend itself to an interesting dimension to the ongoing debate. But they're over in Osaka now for a G20 meeting. Uh, Xi Jinping, the Chinese premier there, is uh, sitting down, I guess, with Donald Trump. Trump said he'd do our bidding in a nice way, Trudeau asked him last Thursday in Washington. We'll find out if that actually comes to fruition. But right now on the line, Aaron O'Toole is the PCMP for Durham and uh, a critic on the conservative benches. Mr. O'Toole, a pleasure to have you here on the Oakley Show. Good to be back, John. Listen, uh, Aaron, tell me if it's fair to suggest that this is a Justin Trudeau authored foul up with the Chinese. It's 100% a foul up of Justin Trudeau because Six months ago, when this began, he had the opportunity to develop a plan to mitigate the response from the Chinese. Remember, Meng Wanzhou, a, an executive with Huawei, the daughter of the founder, was arrested in Vancouver on an extradition request by the Americans. Prime Minister Trudeau was briefed several days ahead of that, but they formulated no plan. In fact, they didn't even reach out to the Chinese after the arrest. And the Chinese took it as a sign of disrespect, as a sign of of not taking the matter seriously, and it steadily spiraled over the course of several months into a situation where we can't even get calls returned. Uh, Andrew Scheer and our party right away said the state-to-state level of nature of this dispute meant the Prime Minister should have quickly reached out and tried to uh, blunt the impact of what was going to be a dispute. Instead, it got worse. So it's in a bad state. Our exporters are being affected, but most importantly, two citizens, Michael Spavor and Michael Kovrig, have been detained for six months. Well, and the gentleman who is uh, up on drug charges was retried, I guess, and now faces a death penalty. Yes, Mr. Schellenberg from British Columbia. Yes, he was retried after previously receiving a 15-year sentence. And since then, John, there's been a second Canadian uh, given a death penalty for a drug-related charge. And of course, we can't really trust anything in their criminal justice system uh, because it's, it is not arm's length. It is influenced by both the, the federal, state, and, and local authorities. So it's, it's a very bad situation for our citizens. We've had a number detained on, on bogus uh, grounds with respect to their visas as well. We have a teacher from Alberta at Christmas time. Uh, and then a billion dollars of canola exports lost already, pork, all meat ban. And just this week, our ship, HMCS Regina, was harassed by uh, Chinese aircraft. Uh, in the the Taiwan Straits. So it's a bad situation, and we haven't really seen a plan from the Liberals, uh, despite the fact Conservatives have been recommending uh, options, including a special envoy, for several months. But you're suggesting Justin Trudeau could have nipped this in the bud had he addressed it right off the top, right? Yes. You know, I'll be fair. Nipped it in the bud, I mean, blunted the impact of this. The Chinese were going to be upset. That's why the Prime Minister in an extraordinary fashion, was briefed ahead of time by the RCMP and CBSA that there was a plan to pick up Ms. Meng Wanzhou in, in Vancouver. But they did nothing afterwards. And then you may recall, John, his hand-picked personal ambassador, John McCallum, who was a cabinet minister and then he sent him to Beijing, totally mishandled the communications on it, contradicting himself publicly, criticizing the charges and the Americans. He had to resign in disgrace. So we've had the biggest diplomatic dispute in our history of relations with China, and we haven't even had an ambassador on the ground for five months, John. 
Well, and uh, just to extend that line of reasoning, I guess John Manley, the former deputy prime minister, a liberal, suggested, you know, uh, repatriating Meng Wanzhou and having this all go away. Uh, we even had, well, Brian Mulroney, former conservative leader, say Jean Chrétien, who has, you know, business and personal ties into, along with Paul Demeray and the Power Corporation, the in-laws, uh, into China, perhaps send him over and uh, he can smooth the waters and everything. I mean, what do you think of that line of reasoning? Well, about three months ago, Conservatives recommended that. Uh, in fact, uh, when media asked me if Jean Chrétien would be acceptable, I said I'd be happy for a former Liberal Prime Minister or a former Liberal Foreign Minister like John Manley or a John Baird for the Conservatives. We needed to send someone senior to try and re- re-engage diplom- diplomatic talks. We had no ambassador on the ground, and the Prime Minister personally avoided re- reaching out, as did Minister Freeland. And by the time they did try the Chinese wouldn't take their call. So mistakes made really quickly out of the gate. And then the fact that they didn't send an envoy, um, it's, it's been spiraling each week. And uh, billions impacted, our citizens impacted. So I'm glad the U.S. president will raise it because he has quite a bit of leverage given the, the trade dispute between China and the U.S. Do you honestly believe he will raise it uh, in our interest? I do. You know, I take, you know our allies at their word is we are squeezed clearly the u.s gave us an extradition request we have a treaty with them we were obligated by law so what mr manley suggested was not appropriate canada should follow the rule of law and i think the chinese saw the rule of law eroded under the snc lavinal affair so i think they saw trudeau being able to influence the rule of law when it suited him that's made them even more furious because he wouldn't uh, influence the extradition process despite their request. So it's, it's almost a compounding of this scandal because it took place almost concurrently to the SNC affair, and the Chinese have watched all of this. So I, I think the U.S. know their request for the arrest really soured uh, Chinese-Canadian relations. So I, do, I take the U.S. president at his word that he'll, he'll raise it, we we have to get negotiations back going, and I would like to see better treatment immediately for our citizens. Almost sounds like uh, the U.S. is also uh, playing us as a, a wedge, I guess, uh, against the Chinese, if I can say that. I don't know if you'd agree, but uh, do you think there's something in that? Potentially. Like right now, uh, you know, I'm the conservative on the eve of election saying Justin Trudeau screwed up. I know I sound like the opposition, but I can't stress enough. I've never seen more diplomatic disputes between Canada and countries. You know, the Philippines have been shipping their garbage flotillas back to us. We remember the India trip, Saudi Arabia, China, um, even countries like Italy have increased tariffs on Canada. Right now, our reputation's really eroded, and we don't have many countries sticking up and helping us, particularly on the Chinese dispute. So if the U.S. will, um, even at a half-measure uh, I think it's better than right now because Christian Freeland was on the radio in Toronto a few weeks ago saying, I can't get calls returned. If China's listening, I'd like a meeting. I, I was embarrassed when she did that. It's basically the white flag of surrender. Aaron O'Toole's with us, PCMP for Durham, on this matter of Justin Trudeau in Osaka now, uh, trying to rally, I guess, the allies in the G20, including the Americans. That's, uh, you know the uh, elephant in the room, so to speak. and uh, But the French, the Germans, uh, I guess the Spanish, also have a vested interest in perhaps uh, 
holding China to account or at bay. Uh, is that our best strategy now since we've crossed the Rubicon on the other fronts? Well, I think we have to leverage as much support as we can from allies. Uh, I really do think that on a principled basis as well that Canada should be pushing back and showing that we uh, we take serious issue with what China's doing. Andrew Scheer has recommended that Canada withdraw from the Beijing-led Asian Infrastructure Bank. I think I don't think we should be in it anyway, but that would be a sign that we're not going to collaborate with you at a time where you're depriving our citizens of their liberty as bargaining chips, where you're cutting off billions in exports just because you're upset about a lawful arrest. Um, the Huawei decision, you know, we should have made that a few years ago. Uh, the U.S. bring it up with us every time because we're going to lose our ability to share intelligence with the U.S. if they view our 5G network as being um, less than secure. So I think we've got to start standing up and showing that we're we're not going to tolerate some of the Chinese conduct, even though we're small. Principle sometimes means a lot, and we can then work with those other countries around the G20 table to try start reining in some of China's tactics. Yeah, Aaron, I was wondering if, you know, uh, there's any practicality to pivoting away from China on trade. Could we do that realistically? I think one thing we did when the Conservatives were in government, we tried to diversify trade as much as possible. So, John, our first free trade agreement in Asia was actually with South Korea. The South Koreans love us. You know, 516 Canadians died securing the modern South Korea and the Korean War, and there's great respect. And we've grown great exports to them, particularly for beef and many of our agricultural products. We need diversified trade linkages so that if we run into difficulties with trade, whether with with, uh, China, whether with the United States, that we can quickly rely on other markets. I'll use an example. When we had problems with canola sales into China a decade ago, we actually diverted some of that product to the Middle East, to Saudi Arabia, to the UAE. Well, they're not helping us now because we're in a dispute with them, too. So right now we have few friends and few options, and that's all attributable to, to Justin Trudeau, his style on foreign policy, the progressive agenda, you know, his, his photo uh, op-laden trip to India. You know, we, we're not going to divert more product to India when they're putting tariffs on our goods after his trip there. So we need to get serious on the world stage again, and that's when... Andrew Shearer in his speech has been saying we have to get back to first principles of Canadian diplomacy. Fair enough. Thanks a lot, Aaron. Anytime, John. You got it, Aaron O'Toole, PCMP for Durham. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.